Ooh, that looks tasty. Welcome, folks. The Hunger Gamer is back with another episode of Boards and Brews. And today I am joined by Monique and Naveen from Before You Play Games. And right away, we jump in with the questions I always give rapid fire. Who the crap are you? What is your channel? What is your shtick? And why on earth are you reviewing board games? <laughs> okay, so there's a lot of questions there. We are, uh, like you introduced us, Monique and Naveen. She is Monique, I'm Naveen. Uh, we run a YouTube board game channel called Before You Play. And the concept of it is uh, we get games and we play a full player, two player playthrough with a review uh, before you guys play it, before you guys see it, and so you guys can see how it's played, how it's taught, uh, and our opinions on it. Um, we basically do this purely through uh, YouTube. We do dabble a little bit in Instagram, but we're primarily there. Uh, there was a fault. There was a third part of that question. What was that? There was a how and why did you start reviewing board games? Okay, yeah, Monique is the beginner of all of our board game endeavors there yeah. so so i'm hearing you're saying it's her fault is that what yes I'm <laughs> yes i would accept blame for that and i i accept that exception yes yeah okay um we both kind of fell in love with the hobby about five or six years ago something like that when mm -hmm. i was getting out of school and you know it's, it's an activity that suddenly you dive into and now you're drowning in it right yep. it's it's like a beautiful that way but um i was a guest on a friend of ours uh, she has a youtube channel called show me how to win and one day she does like these really high quality playthroughs every now and then mm -hmm. and uh, with a spin where it's like every person is using a different strategy yes. to try to win this game. And uh, she invites like females typically to to get on. And so I was on her show once and it was really inspiring because just kind of seeing her, uh, the process of like uh, planning everything with all the equipment and like all this. The creative to, process. To yeah. showcase her love of the hobby and to share it with everybody. Yeah, and Monique yeah. has always a been a creative person, so she likes to <laughs> she likes to kind of keep keep herself busy with stuff. Yeah, and so we had a passion for board games. She had a passion for doing something creative, and yeah. so here we are. Yeah, so we just kind of started it, and uh, initially it was just me doing tutorials, and Naveen was kind of helping me uh, behind the scenes, yep. with, like lighting and like setting up the equipment and the board game, and then he was like wanting to get in on it. <laughs> yeah, uh, after well, you know. The tutorial videos are pretty labor intensive. Uh, the way we do our videos Extremely. now is playthroughs, which is like, here's the game and it's just, it runs. And we kind of cut out the dead space just to kind of make, make it go a little smooth. Um, but the tutorials are a lot of shoot this, one coin here, move the coins, mm -hmm. cut. Okay, where, where did that clip fit in this yeah. whole story that we're trying to tell? Then you got to do the voiceover. So it's a little more tedious. And then we're like, well, we like playing board games. Let's just play the board games and showcase and it that way. along the way yeah, yeah. So, so that's that's how that's, that kind of got started yeah the um and before i meant to ask this already but uh, uh what brew are you guys drinking today ah yes we are having a cup of joe we are having coffee <laughs> the quality i i was going to say what i was having but i actually don't know what kind of coffee this, this is. is coffee this is <laughs> a, mean, just a house blend oh house blend there we go <laughs> and uh iced tea for myself because uh all three of us are in california and it's <laughs> It's it's not that uh, we're not that desperate yet. It's almost it's almost socially acceptable at this time right now. We're getting right. close. Well, yeah. if you two would be looking at each other and judging each other, then maybe you should just wait a little bit. That's funny. All right, but so as we start start jumping in, you can't do a board game podcast without talking about what you've been playing lately. Um, in fact, someone actually told me at one point that said, "Well, you're not talking about what you're playing at the beginning, so you're doing it wrong." Oh, um, yeah. Like I mean. The hardcore judgment 
<laughs> coming down. So I moved it. And so we have to start out. What, what have you been playing recently and what's on your table right now? Oh, that's a good question. It doesn't have to be the same thing. You know, you know, it's funny. It is technically the same thing if you want to be really literal. Um, There's nothing on our table. There is something right now. literally on our table that's like, underneath this computer. <laughs> yeah, it's safely underneath the computer. Yes. But uh, yes, we have a game of obsession mm-hmm. by I think it's Dan Halligan. I think yes, yeah, Dan, Dan Halligan. Halligan. Uh, it's that is something that we had played very late into the night last night mm-hmm. and decided not to set down because we wanted to play it again today because okay. typically when we do reviews we play them like back to back over and over again mm-hmm. and so that is literally what's on a table um, it's an interesting one have you played Obsession before have you heard uh, did, I, I haven't I have a lot of friends that have so uh, um, it's mostly because I'm not much of a, a Jane Austen Regency okay. fan <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. um, which uh, everybody I know that is a fan of that, they just are super, super high on the game. Are you yeah. guys Jane Austen fans? Not at all. Not at so all. I no. actually tried uh, uh, listening to Pride and Prejudice. Pride and Prejudice, right? Yep. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I, it's it's a it's a very different genre of reading for me. Yeah, she got the audio book, and I think it it was just. I constantly heard her rewinding. <laughs> yeah, like the same line. And I was like, again. wait, did Mr. Darcy really say that three times in a row? <laughs> <laughs> I so. struggle with that kind of uh, language. Well, Elizabeth was not listening. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so he had to just keep repeating himself. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. So no, we're, we weren't into it for the theme, but we had been recommended this game so many times over and over again for the mechanics. Mm-hmm. And we were just like, you know, we, we need to, we need to, we need a taste of what this is all about. Yeah. So we played it last night and, uh, um, and this is going to go on our channel, but it's really good. Yeah, it's really, it's <laughs> it's really like, good. Even if you don't care about the theme at all, or even just the look of it, because I feel like the look of it kind of intertwines with the theme if you're into it. But if you're mm-hmm. not into, into it, then the look of it doesn't really necessarily do much for, yeah, for people. Totally. Or for us, it didn't. But, but the actual mechanics and, and the flow of the game, really fun. Yeah, it's, it's essentially a deck builder and, tableau builder. and a tab- tableau builder at the same it's time. At the same time. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're basically, you start off as these... Uh, people who are desiring to level up in society, mm-hmm. in this British society. <laughs> and you uh, you have these different regions uh, of your board where you're trying to put on these different events so that you can <laughs> score points, but also attract more influential people to gain more wealth so that your wealth can then show off and then you can buy more uh, events or like yeah. a, a create a bigger estate yeah you're snowballing yeah, you're, you're basically snowballing. trying to snowball your reputation and it's it's yeah. very it's highly thematic yeah but... it's one of those games where at, at the in the outset you're like how do i get all these things to work and then after mm. you get through the first round you're like okay i got i got a foundation mm-hmm. i have stuff now let's try to try to turn and burn right. and, and then your actions just get that much sweeter and then you finish the game and you're like well i want to play it again now that i know yes. what i could have done yes so it's addicting in that way yes exactly <laughs> and so which one of you is more upper crust after last night <laughs> Monique. Yeah, yeah, me. <laughs> she is. She's yeah. the one. I'm Not the even close, huh? Was I? Monique wins most games that we play. So I well, I would say that I win most games that we play on our channel and That's most true. games yeah. that we play for the first time. And mainly because of the I think maybe for the stress of the filming for you and because I'm the one who reads the rule book. So yes, she does. Re- she's the designated so reader. You just hold books. back those those small rules until it <laughs> really matters. Oh no, sweetie, you can't do that. Yeah, I, I'd fail to emphasize the rules that I know he'll forget. So. <laughs> sometimes, I mean, she does a very good job of teaching me the games, but sometimes she'll be like, "Yeah, I, I told you that rule," and I'm like, "There was just so many, rules, so many rules that yeah. I just totally forget. You know, didn't think of that." Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, my my wife's like that. Uh, also, I actually I'm um I pick and choose which ones that I will I play with her. Um, because like she she is really competitive mm-hmm. I mean, oh. like and you wouldn't know it but we start playing and it's like oh 
she would kill me. <laughs> you know, she would, yeah. she would like seriously think about it. So I, I pick and choose and try to f- find the ones that uh, I think uh, one, if they're going to be competitive, that are abruptly competitive. Cause the thing that right. gets her is if it's a game that you're planning, you're building out a long-term plan. And then if I go ruin that plan, she's been working on, not happy. Oh, might as no. well, I might as well leave. Like, uh, <laughs> I actually had to uh, sell a copy of a, a firefly that we had Mm -hmm. not because the game was bad but because we were playing it and she had this big plan she's working on the whole game and i don't know if you know firefly but you know it's uh, no we haven't played based off the tv show right yeah yeah Yeah. it's just pick up and deliver game but you know there's there's space zombies basically okay oh you know that's cool um and i sent the space zombies after her and ruined her whole plan and we've never we never played again (laughs) she's like nope i hate that game i'm never touching that game again it's over so so I had to send that one off. Uh, but so I always pick and choose. And so what I picked recently, we were playing um, uh, Imperial Spells and Steam. Mm-hmm. I'm playing that one. Because that, that's the guy had a lot of buzz lately. I didn't know anything about it. Um, but that's, you know, it's a, it's like a leveled up Ticket to Ride. Okay. It's oh, like okay. if you take Ticket to Ride and then make it something for gamers. Gamers, yeah. yeah. You know, uh, kind of like that. And then, you know, you add magic to it. Oh, cool. And oh, okay. Now you have your 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 game. So we're playing that one. That's on the table. And I just got yesterday a preview copy of uh, the next one from Gray Fox game called Ragnaroks. Okay. Which mm. is the spiritual successor to Santorini. Oh, which, Monique loves Santorini. I, do. I yeah. did not know Santorini needed a spiritual successor. Yeah. Wow. But it did. And it's a two-player only game. Okay. And it's, uh, I mean, the initial impression is just really cool. It plays in like 10 minutes. Oh, well, so, okay. What? That's perfect. So that's yeah, what we've been playing. Yeah. Uh, if you guys What's are uh, TTS people, it's it's free on TTS right now. Okay. You can check out. What's it called? Okay. Again? Ragnarok? Uh, Ragnaroks. Ragnarok. Okay. Okay. It's it's kind of uh, kind of like Go. Like you're trying to cut off areas of the board mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. for your Vikings. So your Vikings are going out raising these rune stones, trying to cut off areas of the board for yourself, but not for the other players. And then like in Santorini, you have that uh, those powers that you can get in like mm-hmm. – uh, I pick them and then you you choose mm-hmm. which powers you want. It's the same thing. So you can have one power that just completely changes how you play. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. It's clever. It's clever. Yeah, that is that sounds really clever. I like I mean, that. I say that I've played three times, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, for, but I like for, how quickly that plays. Yeah, 10 right? minutes. That'd be great. I like it. I've been real big into games that play fast lately. Just mm-hmm. You know, because if, if I'm going to spend two hours or whatever, like it better be really good. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know? <laughs> but I'm much more forgiving for a game that's going to, I'm going to be done in 20 minutes. I'm like, oh, yeah. well, that was okay. A little filler. It was, yeah. it was fast. Yeah. <laughs> Let's j- jump into what we're actually here to talk about. So uh, the past couple of weeks, and uh, by the time this actually posts, so maybe a month or so ago, there have been issues in the board game industry around racism, representation, colonialism is not recent but it's come back to the forefront with the recent uh racist statements by some big name designers and things mm-hmm. that are out there and i know you guys both recently talked about it when you did your uh, alexander fister series a little bit on mm-hmm. your channel so the, the question i, I want to just kind of toss out there and it's a little bit of a softball considering i watched your video but um w- w- where do you stand on these recent issues this idea of gamifying these potentially harmful themes mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. some people some, some uh, members of the gaming community and uh, along with that should we as an industry 
stop making games that are doing that or the argument you often hear the comments that will come in well it's just a game you don't Mm -hmm. have to play it if you don't want to right what are your thoughts on that yeah that that is that is an interesting it's an interesting discussion and it's something that is continuously evolving i think Mm -hmm. even for us you know just just to answer your question uh we are definitely on the side of we don't like the colonial themes We, we totally hear all of the um, arguments against it and we we definitely understand that like mm-hmm. um, I am Filipino Naveen is Indian, Indian yep. and uh, we were saying that you know a lot of atrocities had occurred in our own you know home country's history and if they made a game called Manila which is one of the main cities in the Philippines and it was all about the Spanish coming and colonizing right. our people I would hate that yes exactly. <laughs> you know so it, it all I guess comes down to perspective mm-hmm. and a lot of people just don't have that that perspective. And that's something that we also was kind of challenging for us doing the Alexander Pfister series because some of his games did incorporate these kinds of themes. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are definitely people on both sides of the of the discussion. And there are people of all cultures on both sides of the discussion. So I think the one of the important things that, that we try to do is try to at least bring light to mm-hmm. these topics and these topics of discussion because I know a lot of people don't even think about it. Yeah, because we were still willing to cover the games. You know, we we played the full playthrough. We talked about it. We we enjoyed the actual mechanics of the game. But um, so like a game like Mombasa, which was part of our Alexander Fister series, uh, very popular game, and that's basically about diamond mining in uh, Africa and exploiting African resources. Yeah, it's terrible. That's basically terrible what it's theme. you know what you're technically doing over there. Um, and those are, you know, atrocities that we all know about. And so by us playing the game, speaking about it, you know, Alexander Fister himself in some comments says he is happy to announce that he's basically been trying to work on a retheming of the game. Right. Um, so it basically brings to light, you know, what are the issues? Because if people don't know the issues and people don't speak up, then how is there ever going to be any change? And right. so we're willing to, you know, to at least talk about it, to, but talk about it in a, in a respectful way. To host the discussion. Exactly. Yeah, because I think it's easy. I mean, the bulk of consumers in the board game industry right now are white men. That's, mm-hmm. that's the bulk. And so, I mean, it's easy for someone like me to, to just look at it detached, you know, mm-hmm. oh, well, that's history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but let's, I mean, I'm, I'm going to sell a person and get points. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Like that's a, uh, that's not, um, that's not cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, right. Right. You know, uh, and, and I think it's an interesting thing because in the past, I guess, year and a half or so, like the world, at least here in America, we've really started, well, as white people paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, it was always a, a thing that we knew about. Oh yeah. Well, that's oh, racism. It's bad. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. thing. But then with this past year, more and more of us are saying, oh, no, really? No, this is like really real. Mm-hmm. Like this is oh, not yeah. academic. Like, you know, <laughs> right. we think. And so and I think it's the same thing with these games that it's, and we'll talk a little bit about literally games like Puerto Rico. Like it's not, like this is harmful mm-hmm. to some people. And just because mm-hmm. it's not harmful to me doesn't mean it's okay. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what we're, you know, I, I, I've come down and I stand on. It's amazing. The, I get more and more trolls every time i bring up anything about it. i was i was scrolling through your comments uh, uh, on the one just so mm-hmm. curious mm-hmm. If, uh, anything was popping up because I, I do the same thing with representation in games uh the most recent one uh i'm not going to call, call it the name of the game because actually i actually like the game it's mm-hmm. a good game yep. it was one of my top games of the year but it's this fantasy world 
where all of the heroes that you can play are white. Mm -hmm. The only non-white things are the monsters. Oh mm -hmm. yeah. Like literally the monsters, even like <sighs> the humanoid bad guys right. are white. Uh, wow. So it's not like saying, you know, well, white is good, but, mm -hmm. and I just thought I was like, that's just, it's a miss. Like, come on yeah. people. Like, well, let's, you know, move forward with this and, you know, figure out what's going on because why shouldn't, so uh, my niece is African-American and that's part of what really got me started to think about. I was like, sure, I want to yeah. be able to play this game with her and she can say, oh, I'm a hero too. Mm -hmm. Totally. You know, mm -hmm. Oh, she's, yeah. She's uh, 11 now and like, that's the type of feeling that there's there and like, you get this pushback. So, well, why does it matter? It doesn't matter. You know, I'm not thinking that uh, you know, I'm actually this barbarian. I'm like, right, but you have that privilege to do that yes. because totally. you have every single game out there right. yeah there is no game where it's let's go buy and sell the white people yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and i think that's that's part of the issue and and also touching uh, you know in light of the recent events with the racism amongst um some of the designers i guess that have spoken out uh, yeah um, the daniel tashini was the, yes, the big one mm -hmm. that was the big one and i think that one of the issues is people are not really understanding what racism looks like necessarily, mm -hmm. right? Like what does racism look like? A lot of times historically, especially in the past hundred years, it's just, you know, segregation in schools and all this stuff. It's very definable. It's very like, well, I'm not racist because I don't consider this or that, but they don't see all the different facets of what could potentially be considered racist. Yeah, it's ingrained in, yeah, it's ingrained in cultures, you know, and that's was part of his, part of the reason why that's happening with him right? Mm -hmm. And so I think that's where a lot of that comes from. Yep. Yeah, it's in the um, term, uh, well, the, the, the term microaggressions, right? It's yeah. almost as if so many of these games are microaggressions in themselves. Like the nature that this, uh, so for, I haven't played any of Fister's games. Mm. Um, the ones that I was told to play, I didn't because of Maracaibo. I was like, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't want to, there's another game I can play where right. I'm not getting mm -hmm. points for selling people. I'll be curious to see if he addresses that in the future. But um, you know, he is coming out with a uh, an expansion called Uprising. So I think he, that's he, he says it's supposed to try to to remedy to remedy to combat the theme. I have no idea what what goes into that. Mm -hmm. oh, that's and they also removed the really bad, bad, bad card that's in Maracaibo. Yes, the there, theme. I mean, the theme is still not good. Yeah, but there was one really like atrocious card in there. Yeah, and they uh, when Capstone picked it up, they they had they, it. They yanked it. They yeah. yanked it. Oh, that's good. yeah. I almost wonder. I just. Like, I get it. Like, there's these times in history and people like to make games based on history. And that's mm -hmm. the, great, but maybe we shouldn't. <laughs> right. Like, I just, you know, I, I, I you know, I don't, uh, I, I can only imagine what it would be like. Like, you talk about, you know, the, uh, if Alexander Fister's new game, the Spanish take over Manila, like, yeah. How, yeah. Like, there's not, the, even if you put in, you know, the, eventual expel the spanish expansion mm -hmm. like are you still you still want to play that yeah right right yeah. right uh, anyhow i'm not trying to do be, beat beat the dead horse here but mm -hmm. uh, i just uh I, I think it's something that we just need to come to grips with and just move forward like there is other stuff you can make a game about mm -hmm. like i understand yeah. this idea let's put out an expansion to have the slaves in the caribbean uprise great but you still are that's still not you're still objectifying uh, them. yeah, yeah mm -hmm. that's still harmful mm -hmm to some mm -hmm. people. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys know Jeremy Howard at all. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I just know him tangentially, but he was talking about, like, he doesn't want to play uh, the Underground Railroad game. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. is about freeing slaves. It's like, but you're still taking this horrible issue from our history 
which is still causing issues today mm-hmm. making a game about it and um but yeah it sounds like we just agree i just wanted to talk to somebody about it yeah <laughs> yeah we totally yeah and it's it's a you know like we were mentioning it's a multifaceted issue and people are on very uh, are on a lot of different parts of the spectrum like we have a very good friend jennifer who is the board game pioneer on on uh, youtube mm-hmm. and she was saying that for her, she's still going to play the game. Like she plays Maracaibo. She's African American. She's African American. She, she plays at Maracaibo, but she uses these games as a reason to learn and to educate. But she's not going to not play them. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are, you know, there are people in our mentions and in, in our comments who will go back and forth about like, you know, I'm sick of hearing people talk about these themes. And there, there was even somebody who was like pleading with Alexander Fister to still, please, no, don't listen to them. Like, <laughs> yeah. please, we want real themes about history. So that's the challenging part <laughs> it's how widespread people are i guess yeah, yeah on the issue and you just kind of have to figure out where you are in terms of it um the thing that i appreciate and i'm not saying that that people should like this game or play this game but the thing that i appreciate about the underground railroad versus something like maracaibo or mombasa is that game was set out to to teach mm-hmm. like if you look through the rule book and like all of the cards like they use it as a teaching tool to teach about this this moment in time as opposed to these other games where the history isn't even accurate mm-hmm. there's nothing in the rule book that like brings anything it's just to a convenient light. way to get points yeah, yes yes exactly yeah. yeah from what i understand the uh it's called on the underground railroad i think that's from the, the underground Fr- railroad freedom underground, freedom railroad. underground. Yeah, freedom. yeah so yeah. i believe that one is is actually in a lot of schools also yeah the teachers are it. utilizing it and using it as a teaching uh kind of thing for for young young students and that's a tough one to play. Like we've we've played that one, and there's a lot of like emotional guilt associated mm-hmm. with playing that game. Yes. And uh, I think that if you're gonna play a game like that, like at least the fact that it's giving you those emotions are are a good thing. Versus a Euro Euro game like Maracaibo or Mombasa, where you're so detached emotionally from mm-hmm. something atrocious that happened in time. Yep. Exactly. Right? Yeah, that's always kind of my thing, and it's why uh, one of my good buddies from One Stop Co-op Shop he loves historical war games, and I don't. I don't play them, and it's mostly because I don't. So if it's a World War II game, right? I don't want to be the Nazis, right? Yeah. Or yes. I don't want to be the Allies and be so crappy at it that I let the Nazis win. Mm-hmm. Like that might be worse, right? Like I don't. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I just I, for me, it's too. Mm, like I enjoy history and just learning, but I just I don't like playing it. Yeah. Like, right. If, if it's close, you know, some. Like we're okay. We're going all the way back to maybe medieval okay fine fine maybe i can deal with that that's far mm. enough away <laughs> and i can pretend but otherwise like give me mary kaibo in space okay right. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. I will try that yeah um, the other thing that, everything that I, in space. That, just everything in space right yeah, yeah retheme everything in space and we're good right <laughs> yeah you know you just that's what clank did right they just did in space and everyone loved it oh yeah <laughs> um the other thing that comes up a lot that i always like to talk to people about is um the idea of people say, keep your politics out of my games. You, I, mean, I assume you guys have seen that kind of mm-hmm. comment. Oh, yeah. Before. Yeah, yeah. And, well, I'll let you guys go first. I've been battling for a while, but what is your thought on that statement? Like, I mean. Uh, hmm. That is, do you, go ahead. I think it kind of goes in line with everything that we've been talking about. Um, everyone's going to have a different opinion, uh, but this is a creative outlet. Board games are a creative outlet. And a lot of the the biggest things that we've seen in in, uh, in pop culture, whether it be music, movies, um, TV shows, they, they talk about these kind of issues, and this is how you raise awareness and try to try to get change. 
I mean, the difference that's because some people will say like, fine, you don't want to, you don't want to include these themes in board games. Well, what about movies? Mm -hmm. The difference is movies send a message, mm -hmm. you know, like you are able to educate and show people like, look how bad this war was and look mm -hmm. what it did to these people. You're not doing that when you're pushing cubes. Right. 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 Yeah. No, so, no matter how fancy your cubes are, you know, there's right, not. Right. I've never yeah, been sad exactly. when I lost a cube. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You're just like putting these people's experiences and and putting it in this little cube and pushing them around, and you have a winner. And who mm -hmm. wants to win that, right? Right. So I, I don't know. Yeah, I think that that's kind of where it's at. Yeah. People will always be divided on 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 hard hitting subjects like this. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know, and I always say when like I don't. You know, and Jeremy Howard says the same thing. It's like, hey, look, you do you. Like, mm -hmm. if you want to play this game, knock yourself out. Mm -hmm. But I have a platform. And so I'm just telling you, for a lot of us, this is harmful. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, you know, who who am I to say you're wrong? Like, if, you know, totally. the back to your Manila example, like, who am I to be like, oh, no, Monique, no, you're wrong. This is actually okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like we're just in a time where board games has been a, a just kind of this little bubble of, Oh, it's just games. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy to detach. Yeah. But now we're realizing, you know, it's, it's not just games, you know, it's just down to, cause I mean, we all want to get, you know, kids and stuff to start playing games and, yeah. and but if they're going to be coming in, like I am also a school teacher and mm -hmm. the, uh, for middle schoolers and the things that they ask and the things that they are, taking in and registering is just so much different from what we had. We're roughly the same age. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm guessing you guys are a bit younger than me, I think, but the things that they're registering now are stuff that we never thought of. Mm -hmm. And the small little things like I, I can give a uh, play a game of Sentinels of the Multiverse with my niece and she can play a character that legit looks almost exactly like her, yeah. <laughs> um, which is yeah. exciting for her and she wants yeah. to do more. Mm -hmm. And so well, I just think we just need to keep calling it out. I'm really glad that you guys <laughs> called out Alexander Fister like that. That was just awesome. I mean, I called him out. I mean, you played yeah. all of his games and, you know, yeah. but. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, we definitely treaded uh, both sides of the line, but yeah. we, our intent was definitely to stand our ground on the, on those theme messages. Mm -hmm. Like people were engaging in the comments and we still told them like, no, this, this is where we stand. Yep. And like, I mean, if you think about it, like, I would love to ask somebody who is very, very for colonial themes, like, why? Ask yourself, <laughs> why? Why are you so, so headstrong about this specific theme? Right. Yeah, or like, just like, what is your intention? Like, what are you enjoying in this colonial theme? Like, what yeah. part of that are you really, really, really resonating with, right? It, it was funny. And would it not, would it be not fun if that was not there? And this was a game about shearing sheep, like, you know, yeah. like, whatever, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. Um, the... Uh, Sometimes I engage with the trolls and I shouldn't. Um, <laughs> but the one of them, that game I talked about earlier, you know, he, someone came and was like, well, this is a fantasy game and you shouldn't be. And my response was, it's concerning to me that your idea of a fantasy is a game where there's only white people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, that's what you're, that's what I'm hearing. Yeah. Um, you can guess that went well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I think you're, I think you're onto it. Like it's, it's this, what is that actually saying about you? Like, if right. you are taking enjoyment of winning the game because you had the biggest slave empire. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And I think most people that just don't take that extra step that you're talking about, like with movies, they, they just don't take that step to realize that these cubes are representing 
200 people each or, you know, whatever it is. Right. Um, like think about what you're selling. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Which brings me to the next question of what about games from yesteryear? I think of Puerto Rico. And I don't know if you guys know Jason Perez, but he put out a wonderful, horrible video about, cause he's Puerto Rican mm. about mm. the game Puerto Rico and what that means to him as a Puerto Rican, because it's, I think it's buying it's about enslaving Puerto Ricans basically. Mm. And they say they I think the game calls them doesn't call them volunteers, but basically yeah, and the cubes happen to be little brown cubes. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Um but that's a 20-year-old game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what are we supposed to do about that? Because these are games that are now classics. Right. But they're classics because of their mechanics. But when, now that we're stopping and thinking about it, it's like, oh, this is not, uh, this is really unsavory. Totally. You know? Yeah. That's, gosh, that's a tough one. That's a really, really tough one because yeah. they are so, it doesn't make it any more, it doesn't make it any less wrong, mm-hmm. especially the way that the game ages. And I feel like the longer, the the further out we go, the more people are like, yeah, yeah, that was bad. That's mm-hmm. That's bad. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh yeah we shouldn't have done yeah. that that was a terrible yeah. choice <laughs> yeah 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 i i I'm, I think we've played that game once i've only played it once ever, yeah, yeah i've only played it once yeah. also neither of us really took to it yeah uh, and that was before we truly realized what the theme was actually yeah we were just so new into gaming when we played it that it was just kind of like game okay uh game this you do this you follow that action yeah, you, you just, do this wait what do we do with the cards like yeah. that was pretty much how so, that game was so focused on just trying to understand the rules that yeah. we didn't see the broader picture mm-hmm. um, and back yeah. then nobody was talking nobody was talking about the theme yeah, yeah you I know mean, it's only it's past few only past few years yeah yeah um, yeah, yeah. People you know, for good or for ill People right. are being more vocal about things like this. That's why. So when I when think it's that's silent, the answer. Yeah, when it's silent, then that's it gets the then it gets away. And that's why when people raise awareness about these kind of things, then you can finally go back and do a, st- a deep dive in a study on things from the past, things in the present. Yeah. So that we don't have those things in the future. Right. This know? is how this is how change happens. Yeah. I strongly. I, I mean, even this is going to go back to the diversity um, issue, representation, and things. You know, when I was a kid, I really liked Barbies, okay? But they were all white. Like mm-hmm. you go to the store and I, they were all white and I couldn't really, uh, I didn't really relate to them. I could totally understand that that issue of, of any of the baby dolls that I used to like to play with, mm-hmm. they're all white. Mm-hmm. And uh, even just in, in the toy industry, I'm pretty sure moving towards darker toned uh, skin colors and dolls, that probably got a ton of pushback too. But you know, it's not gonna happen unless these things happen where exactly. people bring up these issues and show real life situations or like real life examples to why they're problematic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, so. the, and the people that, you know, have their love for, we'll say Puerto Rico because they've mm-hmm. never actually thought about it, being able to get over that, stop taking my stuff, mm-hmm. shout, you know, and that's, yeah. uh, and, and I, I think in what, what I just started this conversation, make me start to think about what I want to be able to start to do is to say, well, we'll try this game instead. Mm. You know, okay, Maracaibo. Okay, it's a whatever the main mechanics of that are. Okay, well, why don't you try this other fantastic game that does the same mechanics and is not about selling people? Or I feel like I'm piling on Alexander Fister. I know <laughs> Alexander Fister here. Or or, or or Puerto Rico. You know. Okay, well, here's another Euro game that's about pushing cubes and moving it. That is not problematic. You know, mm-hmm. um, and I think maybe the more and more that that we we as reviewers can do that, 
maybe that 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 begins to to help because now it's I'm not trying to take away what you love. Here, here's another one. You know, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You, you hate McDonald's. Here, here's Burger King. Like, yeah, that's a horrible example. You shouldn't be here. <laughs> um, but I mean, so maybe that's it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put you guys on the spot. Don't play Maracaibo. Play. Oh yeah, um, I, I would say Great Western Trail, but, but they're, st- they're the still uh, removing Indian teepees off the board. Yeah, yeah. I wish I see that mechanic could have just been different, and that game would have been fine. <laughs> yeah, um, maybe a Lacerda game. See, that's what I like about uh, Vital Lacerda's games is their his themes are very, they're they're very fantastical. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one theme of his is uh rebuilding this is a historical theme. It's the oh, rebuilding yeah, of Lisboa after their disaster in the 1700s. So they so you basically have to acquire the rubble that was from the destruction and rebuild the infrastructure uh by going through the political process and that's one of his themes of his game. Nothing in there negative that I would say. Yeah. I don't know the historical context of it but from from my perspective, very good theme. Uh, and very good mechanics. See, if we're going to go with a historical theme, why don't we focus on something that is positive, right? Uplifting. Something that is yeah. uplifting. That is definitely that. Yeah, that is a very real-world application of mm-hmm. something that happened in his home country. Yes, in Portugal, by the way, in yeah. his culture, and uh, it, it, that is a very celebrated game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And did did you plan that segue? Because that was not at all. No. Beautiful. <laughs> well, the question the question um, just got the brain thinking, yeah. and it took me a second to think about it. But yeah. yeah. Uh, because that's going to bring us actually right right into the, to the next one, and I, I think I'm glad you called out uh, uh, Lacerda. And I'm not a huge Lacerda fan. They just are mm-hmm. a little bit heavier than yeah. They're they're, they're very like. specific. They're pretty involved. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's so uh, I, I had escape plan for a little while, and that was okay. the his simplest. Yes. His lightest. Yes, we would. Say that, that was uh-huh. and that was one of the heaviest games in my collection. Uh-huh. His lightest, and it, it, everything worked really well. I really appreciate how everything just connects and all the little things that's mm-hmm. there's not any wasted actions um but i think that's also the other thing is who are the designers that are making games that aren't problematic mm-hmm. that are doing the same kind of stuff so you know yeah uh lacerda i would say um johnny pack um if you know any of his games yeah he did uh sierra west yeah sierra west yeah. and coloma and coloma. merchant's yeah. cove um which i am always preaching that if you Pre-order Merchant's Cove. It's okay. The best Euro, I think. Period. Oh wow! Oh okay. wow! This is good to know. Uh, yeah. I, I, I said Cove. when I got to preview it, I said it was going to be definitely, without question, top five Euro of 2020. Then it didn't actually mm-hmm. deliver. So <laughs> yeah, it's coming know. now. It, it's like if you took Root and turned it into a Euro. Okay. Every single person plays a completely different mini game. Oh, I love it. Around the same game symmetry. in the middle. Yeah. So unlike okay. Root, where it's impossible to learn. The core game's the same. You're just selling junk. You're mm-hmm. selling junk to the people coming in to the code to buy stuff, but each person's their own little merchant. So like the alchemist plays a little like a potion explosion game where the marbles roll down and you pull the marbles out okay. and the yeah. blacksmith it's dice placement and the captain is a is a or the the, the time traveler is a brondel. Like, oh how cool. Yeah. They're like pretty asymmetric. Yeah, that's completely. Awesome. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. But and there is nothing problematic about that game. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, cool. you know, we actually, we actually accidentally ran into him on a train in Germany when we're headed to Essen. <laughs> yeah, back like two years ago, I think twenty nineteen, maybe twenty eighteen. I think Sierra West. Was Sierra West was the release at that Essen, year. and he, yeah, we, we just happened to be on the same train, and 
he was with another group of people that we that we had seen at a at a local meetup up in the bay area actually what's that place called game castle yeah yeah that's 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 one of my 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 locals uh uh yeah johnny's a local designer Um, gotcha yeah yeah yeah. and so we had seen the his the people he was in company with on the train and we we both kind of we all locked eyes and we're like where do we know each other from? And then <laughs> just sure for this enough, one meeting at Gamecastle. Yeah, and sure enough, the train started packing in and we started getting closer and closer to each other. And then we started sparking up a conversation and he introduced himself. And uh, I was like, oh, you got some games coming out this yeah. year. So <laughs> that was a little Johnny Pack story. Yeah, really cool. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, he actually has, um, was it? Oh, no, it, it was a uh, uh, Gen Con. He has this fantastic story about um, his hotel catching on fire. Oh, um, what? And so he's, you know, the sprinklers are coming on, and he talks about how he was running back and forth in, in his Crocs with the big pile of games <laughs> that he had just gotten that he didn't want to get ruined by the sprinklers. Oh. He said he was like a, a Gus Gus from uh, Cinderella. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and then he saw later when he was in the lobby of another hotel, <laughs> sleeping on like a chair there, the video, the uh, newscast, and he saw himself coming out in the background. Well, like, <laughs> With his pile of games. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That is yeah, the best example. Yeah. But, so that's the thing. Like, there's a few designers that, you know, I would just say, well, just go play one of their games. You yeah. Know, play play a Luke Laurie game. Mm-hmm. You know, play a, um, you know, uh, if you like tile laying, play Scott Capri. Like, there's all these people out there. So we don't need to keep promoting and pushing the, these other ones. But you guys are braver than me. I just don't even, I don't even play them. Mm-hmm. I don't even try them. <laughs> Maybe I should. But um uh it's yeah it's just funny because the mechanics wouldn't change like if you were to change a game's theme the mechanics would still be there like do you really love the game because of the theme or because of what you're doing in the game and how you're it's getting your brain to think right Mm -hmm. so i just don't really understand the argument of like of of people kind of pushing back against that is it not the game that you like is it just the theme like that's what kind of confuses me Yep. <laughs> well, if you will go on video right now and say that you are playing the game for the theme, go ahead. You can keep your game. <laughs> Nobody's going to do it. Yeah. Nobody's yeah. going to say, "Well, yes, I, I am." A, I'm not even going to say it on this because I don't want someone to pull that pull audio. audio. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. Um, but so right. the, we we alluded to it. So, what about when designers are making games outside of their culture, and they're they're making a game about and I'll use the example of, uh, I mentioned Scott Caputo earlier. He made a game called uh, 100 Tori mm-hmm. with Pencil First Games, which is about uh, Japanese uh, Zen gardens and gates. And they went and they hired an expert, you know, paid them. And there's like, I think, six pages in the rule book mm-hmm. going through the historical significance of all of these different games and or uh, uh, things in the game, I should say. And was there to tell them, you know, this is not okay what you're doing or it is okay um and to me i was like well that's that's fantastic like you're, you're, you're doing it because there's nothing yeah. in my mind there's nothing wrong with having a love and appreciation for a culture right? yeah 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 but what is the responsibility that we have moving forward you know if i want to design a game about uh, the philippines or about india like w- what should i be doing yeah you know, at what point is it this isn't okay. And what do designers need to do to then make it okay? Right. And I think that question kind of like feeds into a larger topic of cultural appropriation. Mm -hmm. That's something that's always, I don't know, for me, it's always kind of rubbed me 
the wrong way. I'm a little bit more strict about that than I think other things. Sure. Like even in the, the spectrum of popular culture, just like seeing how big yoga has like taken off and that's like <laughs> an Indian thing, you know? Yeah. So, you know, bring it back to board games. Uh, we actually did play a game recently. Holy. Holy, yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we, we covered a game uh, called Holy by, published by Floodgate Games. Mm -hmm. And it was designed by um, somebody who's not Indian. And if you're not familiar with Holy, it's the festival. It's all about the festival of colors. Like Holy is the name. You can, you can speak on it. Yeah, Holy is, uh, it's basically like a spring festival that's taken place over, um, over a period of time in March, typically in India. And it's that big thing where you see, uh, if you've seen images of people throwing color and, and uh, on each other, yeah. uh, that, that's basically holy. It's, it's a big cultural, cultural festival. Um, and it's just to celebrate the spring and the new harvest and mm -hmm. all, all, all that. It's definitely an Indian, an Indian tradition. Indian tradition. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they, uh, they made the game and there's nothing wrong with this. They, 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 they write everything, you know, in there kind of giving you a description about it. Uh, and it's basically an abstract strategy game. And it's just a way for them to, to create kind of a background theme um, um, of you know how you're going to splash and throw colors on your opponent mm -hmm. so you can score points. I, I personally have no problem with it at all. Yeah, uh, especially because they wrote it in there that they they um, consulted with cultural consultants. Yep, exactly. Specifically, yep. Uh, you know, Indian. I think they. Yeah, I remember when they were re when they were in development of the game, they actually reached out on social media uh, asking for. They people. did. Yeah, they did. Yeah. So when I see that kind of effort. Like I can respect that. Total respect, yeah. Total respect. They yeah. did the work. They've they've contacted people within that culture to make sure that they were being respectful mm -hmm. about the aspects because these this is a big deal in in Indian culture. It is, yeah. You know, and you can't uh, if you're going to if you're going to make a game uh, saying that you're celebrating this, then you got to make sure that you're celebrating it properly, exactly, right? Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. that that's something that I can definitely respect. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys are familiar with a uh, Sen Fung Lim. Uh, no, music. I'm not. But Monique. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. a uh, he did, he was one of the designers on Kingdom Rush and um, okay. I think the recent Sco Scooby Doo betrayal at the House on the Hill mm. retheme. I think. Oh he was yeah, uh -huh. yeah. Mm -hmm. You can't shake a stick in a game store without hitting one of his games. <laughs> um, but but one of that's one of the things that that I, I see he he promotes all the time. Is like you know it's not it's not hard people like <laughs> we exist. Find someone, hire them, mm -hmm. like. That's kind of, you know, it seems to be like the, where you have to start. Um, and then, of mm -hmm. course, the other half of it is, and also make games by these other people, too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that's a different, whole different topic. And I know you guys are <laughs> tight on time. But I don't know. I, I just feel like we're at this interesting turning point where more and more people are starting to realize mm -hmm. what's going yep. on. Yep. And it helps that there's people like you guys out there saying, hey, this isn't okay. And, mm -hmm. you know, you guys have a pretty, pretty big voice. So the, the, the quick question. The quick question, I have to change my answer because oh, okay. one of the, I got a surprise package today and what I was going to talk about was in the surprise package. Oh, uh, I see. Okay. So what, what game do you want to cover the most if only you could get your grubby paws on it? Oh. I have my answer. I, I know my answer. Okay. You want yeah. to go first? Yes. Okay. It is The Search for Planet X. Oh. This is a game uh, by Renegade Game. Uh, have you played it? another local one. Yeah. It was a local yeah. to uh, right here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it right. was being uh, play tested at a tiny little local con uh, about a year and a half ago. Yeah. What's, uh, what con is that? What's it called? Um, uh, that was at uh, Pacificon. Pacificon. Oh, Pacificon. 
What's the yeah. other one up there that's a Memorial Day weekend? The uh, Kublai Khan. Kublai Khan. Kublai Khan. Yeah, in San Francisco. Love yes. Kublai Khan. That, that's the, that's, yeah. Yeah. We've, got, we've been there. Yeah. Congrats. So that's the first time I ever actually saw it. Um, I didn't get to demo it or anything like that. But this game is basically a pure deduction game. Um, I feel like I've been talking about this one a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's it. out of print right now, <laughs> but it's supposed to be back in print February 2021. Uh, so it should be coming back Maybe very soon. It has been waiting months. Do, do you have a reminder in your calendar? I, I, yes. Maybe yes definitely he definitely had one because they said they were gonna uh, get it out this month in right. january and so Naveen's like it's january like we're gonna get this game but i think they've they've been having issues with like shipping which yeah. is understandable yeah, yeah because of covid they're having trouble COVID, getting so. everything in but hopefully next month that's the one that's You'll if i it. can get my grubby hands on that i would be <laughs> he would play it back to back yes I'm <laughs> all day to play it. Yep. so good news is you, you you'll get yours soon that's good yes, soon. yes. What, what, what's yours buddy uh, mine is a, speaking of Vigilazerta, mine is a game that has not been released yet. It's not even out on Kickstarter. It's still prototyping and stuff. But it's still in development. Yeah, but it's his newest uh, release upcoming game called Weather Machine. And so this is another one of those fun uh, themes that are not, you know, not at all based on real life. But I believe you are corporations and you are together building this machine that can control the weather. And so there's a bit about like, you know, as corporations, you're trying to have the most control over it, mm-hmm. um, but you're also trying to use it to control the weather. So I'm not exactly sure how that is going to come into right. play. Yeah. But uh, it, it, it's supposed to be another one of the heavy designs that has that kind of like circular thinking. Where and, everything and, feeds uh, into it. Yeah. And people have been playtesting it and saying that it's it's really good. So. So, so I'm, I, I'm, I'm kind of gathering that that's you're, you're more into like the really heavy stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Are, are you both or just just Monique? Both, both of us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we yeah. it's funny. We both really love the heavy stuff, but we also really love filler games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we go, we'll we'll go back the and forth. two ends of the spectrum. Yeah, yeah two ends. Yeah, so the one I was gonna say was a uh, dwellings of Eldervale. Oh, nice. Yeah. Literally. Oh, it oh yeah. Showed up <laughs> forty five minutes before we started recording. Oh, nice. Well, I, you, I didn't know the package was yeah. hands on it now. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know the package was coming. Um, the doorbell rang. I was like, oh, what's this? I opened it up. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> that's you know. exciting yeah because they you know the uh, peter vaughn and had one of the used to be a publisher at breaking games he, he said maybe he was going to send something out but then it was out of stock everywhere so i was like okay whatever i'll have to buy it sometime but so just showed up so that's what i was gonna say um and i've been using uh the time you guys were talking to try to think of what they are uh, what my new one is so i'm gonna follow you monique on a, mm-hmm. one that's not even close to out yet okay okay um it's one that Johnny Pack and Drake Villarreal and Martin Poole are working on a game called Excalibur. Okay. It's a nice. Arthurian Euro. And uh, I was chatting with Johnny the other day. He was explaining it to me a little bit. And it sounds really, really cool. It has a, you know, it has a little, has a Rondell mechanic. Oh, it's a Euro, right? So it's got everything. But somehow they're working in that uh, you cut, I choose mechanic. Okay. Somehow. Oh. I like how that. that works i don't know but sword maybe yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just a sword and it's just you know, yeah it's like you, just, you can only play once you just yeah. slice the board <laughs> it's a legacy game a one-time legacy game yeah, <laughs> yeah. um so I, I think i'm gonna go with that one uh cool. it's gonna be out with the uh, final frontier games again at some point which their production on stuff has just been mm-hmm. insane the past couple of years so that, that that's the one Very that, cool. that, that's the one for me well, now we uh, we have that on our radar. Yeah, you you, you yeah. sold it. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds yeah. interesting. Well, if Johnny's going to watch us and be like, "That sounds nothing like my game." <laughs> He's like, <laughs> "No, what are you talking about idiot." You're not even called that. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> are you drunk? Um, but so we were gonna we'll, we'll go quick. Uh, but 
all of this has led up to the game we were going to talk about, which is Spirit Island, which mm, is yes. taking the colonial theme and it just flips it on its head. Yes. You're only going to win by you are uh, each player is a spirit of the island, gods of the local tribe, mm -hmm. and the colonists are coming up and you are trying to kick them out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's that that's the game. So uh, cl clearly you guys are all about it. Um, yeah. So we'll, I'll let you guys start. What, what, what do you what do you like? What do you love? What what frustrates you? What do people need to know? <laughs> You know, so, speaking on the game mm -hmm. itself, that game is hard. <laughs> it's yeah, it, very it can difficult. it can be punishing. Yeah. Um, this, it but, might be the hardest game that that I have. Mm -hmm. like oh yeah, straight yeah. up win. It might be. It's still hard. Yeah, it's it's pretty hard. But that that is a fully cooperative game for anybody mm -hmm. out there who hasn't uh, played it before. But it's exactly what you mentioned in regard to the theme. We actually covered that game on our channel, and we did like a beginner setup because mm -hmm. we couldn't get ourselves together enough to do a harder <laughs> setup. So we're just yeah. like, hey, we're going to try to teach it so that anybody who wants to get into it can use this setup. Yeah, because we, we had it actually on our, it was on our shelf, uh, just waiting for us to play for a very, very long time. And mm -hmm. it was it was recommended to us by some of our audience to, to finally get this game played. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was right around Christmas time, we got, we got to play it the first time we played it we got smushed into the ground just <laughs> pushed down into the ground you know uh and then we're like okay that was just so now we understand because there's a chain of events that happens and if you cannot manage that chain yeah uh you're gonna get swallowed up and then you, you know? feel so bad because yeah. there's a visual representation of the Dahan yeah. just like getting going, going less less and less of them and yeah. more and more the of poor those. little mushroom houses, little mushroom houses yeah, houses, yeah. <laughs> and um, they're strong you know yeah. like i love that the rule book is like well they are they fight I love back that they they're fight strong back. Yeah. yeah it's 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 wonderful and it's yeah, funny it's, a, it's a weird little mechanic a resource you're managing of the mm -hmm. yeah I'm gonna let my dahan get her a little bit just a little bit <laughs> just a little yeah. bit yeah. just a boo-boo you know <laughs> so they can come back stronger yep. they come back yeah. stronger yeah uh, and it's an interesting uh, within the scope of our earlier conversation because we actually talked about the theme in our review mm -hmm. talking about how how refreshing is this theme you know like we there's this, all this conversation about the colonial themes and this is just like turns it on its head and we got some pushback on yeah. that too yeah we, we find well, it funny so that... people were saying that is not refreshing like what the, there was one person who was like there was definitely one at least one person who was like where what game have you played where people come in and do this and that and we we're like, <laughs> like um how long do you have this? yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> We, we find it funny that people get offended by us giving our opinion versus them on being, your channel. Yeah. Yeah. It's, which is about your opinion. Yeah. Versus being offended about the subject matter itself. Yeah. It's just, it's not only that, it's just funny that they don't see the irony in it ever. Like that's the part that gets me the most. Like when we we're literally, our role is we are reviewers. So we're literally reviewing the theme. And mm -hmm. that's something that came up when we talked about Maracaibo, but like we we always review the theme. So mm -hmm. it's not like we're doing this just to pick a fight. Right. And then they come in and they get really, really upset about us expressing our views. But it's like, you don't understand, you don't see the irony. Part of our reviews, about that. part of our reviews will always have an element about the theme. Right. And so it's funny when, when we discuss the theme, we're not going to lie and say we like the theme. Exactly. <laughs> like, what do you want us to do? Like, or we're you not going to admit it because we know it'll upset people. Like, exactly. We're going to tell you how we feel how about we feel. it. Yeah. Yeah, the so. one that bothers me the most about it uh, is when that whatever small comment or whatever that you make or small portion of your review mm -hmm. becomes all that people want to talk about. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, that's what, like with the, the one I talked about earlier, like I, 
I said, I said, you know what? They have a history at this company of having diversity in their games, mm-hmm. which is why I'm bringing it up now. Like, I don't get it. And it's a bummer. Mm-hmm. But it was, again, it was one of my top games of the year. But that's all the comments are going on about. You know, how can you do this? I'm like, well, why don't you talk about any of the other stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so, that's always the bummer because then I, f- I finally turned the comments off because I'm like, this people are going to look at this and think I'm ripping this game and it's a mm-hmm. horrible game about made by monsters. And, you know, it, it, it's not. Yeah. Um, but we, we, we've kind of di- digressed, uh, you know, a, a away from the uh, spirit island of, oh my gosh, it's so hard. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> I've never even played with actually having the countries. We oh, haven't either. Yeah, we haven't yet. Not yet. <laughs> we are going but to. We are very excited about exploring that game more. Yeah, because that's definitely going to get a lot more love on I, our channel. I am so happy that it was recommended by the audience to, to, to play that one because it's, it's rated very highly on BGG. It's and so we, fun. Yeah, we finally yeah, got to play. In the, uh, especially as you start going through the different spirits and yeah, just like, and so you can pick a spirit for, for every person's play style, mm-hmm. which yeah. is just yeah. great. My I think my personal favorite is the... Uh, uh, I like being the ocean when somebody oh, yeah. else is one of the ones that's like a big pusher. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's something so delightful. I just, nope, I'm going to eat you <laughs> yeah. from the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really beautiful how, how, uh, how much personality each spirit has. Yeah. Now the question is for the both of you, I guess, would you enjoy it just as much if it weren't co-op? <laughs> if it was competitive or, or if one person had to play the, uh, uh, the invaders. Mm. Oh yeah. I guess either way, if it was totally, Ooh. Yeah, I guess I don't know how thematically that would work if we were totally competitive, but or who saved them the most? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. which, which or yeah, you have to fight the invader. The so, or maybe like a semi-co-op, you fight yeah, the invaders co-op. and fight each other. Yeah. yeah. Um, like you have to contribute the most. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't think I would like it as much. Yeah, probably yeah. not. I probably wouldn't, yeah. Yeah, it's nice that it's kind of like a joint effort, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You feel like you're working island. towards yeah. something. Yeah. For because it's such a hard puzzle. And the. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I think the other thing that I appreciate is I've never played it and felt like there was an... And a real alpha gamer telling everyone what to do because mm-hmm. it's so hard to manage your own spirit yep <laughs> yeah yep no. it's like you're not all knowing yeah you can't nope. <laughs> yeah. yeah that'd be really hard to be all knowing <laughs> get out of here lightning you don't know yeah. how the river <laughs> operates <laughs> that's funny i was lightning when we played <laughs> oh yeah he was lightning and what a huge success story that game is too like he mm-hmm. that they just delivered another expansion i didn't get that one yeah i, I got the uh i have the first expansion where you add animals and plants and things which if you guys don't have that one i think that one's definitely not yet yeah we've been told that and we we just want i think we just want to acquire as much of that content as we can yeah we're we're gonna try to play that game like throughout the year Mm -hmm. we need to get down and dirty with the base game and like really like play all the different scenarios and the more experience like the uh, more complicated Mm -hmm. spirits and then get this the expansion yeah (laughs) yes it's weird like they almost connect with your personality Mm-hmm. And like, cause there's some yeah. of the, you know, cause I mean, I know the type of, you know, I don't like long plotting plans. It's just not me. Like I like chaos. <laughs> okay. That, that's, that's my jam. I love it. If a game is chaotic and it's about, you know, kind of finding your way, like I'm all about mm-hmm. it. Mm. My wife hates it. Um, <laughs> but there's spirits that kind of, that, that kind of do that just kind of mess stuff up mm-hmm. and you don't know exactly what's going to happen. And it's great. But my wife likes the game too, because there's others that are plotting and planning she doesn't necessarily like playing it with me because i'm like no just do stuff (laughs) let's go um but all of them are just uh are able to to manage that and when you start to be able to synergize your different spirits it's just so or figure out how to synergize the ones that don't seem like they should work Mm -hmm. together Mm -hmm. um it's really really 
yeah, it's really cool. Now I kind of yeah. want to take it out. Yeah, I kind of, <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of want to just play where we just yeah, we just take the spirits, shuffle them, and deal one out, and be like, "This is what you got." Deal let's, with the combination. Let's figure out how we can do this. Deal with your rapid loss. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Time it. Time how quickly. Time how quickly it'll take lose. to lose. Yeah. The um uh apparently the the latest set of the spirits are like super complex. Mm. Oh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's like both exciting and like nerve wracking mm-hmm. to to think about. Yeah, I feel like it's one of those games that you almost have to take out and just leave out for a while. Yeah. Just, you know, I mean not that it's hard to set up, but and just right. kind of play through it o- yeah, o- over and over times. again. Yeah. Yeah, especially because if you if you I find that if you give a too long of a break in between games, you almost forget how to that, strategize how to strategize way. and like, oh, this is gonna chain first. Oh, I have that slow move. How does that work exactly? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. so um, or even like the conveyor belt of adding of adding of the, the, the people colors on. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying trying to make that prediction of, um, okay, they just explored in the forest here, so I know mm-hmm. in two turns they're gonna be it's gonna be bad. The yeah. building ravaging. What's the last yeah. one? Yeah, uh, Ra- ravaging, ravaging. I think. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah they're mm-hmm. they're gonna ravage there. So how are you and I gonna figure out how to protect this spot? Yeah. Two yeah. steps ahead three turns away yeah. without letting them get out of hand now it's just yeah. um and i don't know any other game like it yeah i no. i don't we don't either that i think that, was, that added to the shock factor when we played it the first time we were like what is this game like we've never played a game like this before you know yeah it's funny for how widespread and how highly acclaimed it is i didn't really um take in any content for it before we learned it yeah you know i didn't do any research on it all i knew was it was a a game about these spirits protecting an island that mm-hmm. i but i didn't really understand the mechanisms or anything until we like popped open the rule book and we're like okay let's figure this out yeah so yeah. that was a nice refreshing first experience yeah. for you yeah and there's been um i don't think there's no copycats either not that, I not know that, of, not that we've seen yeah, yeah because i mean you know often you know like a new mechanic is used in a new way and people start you know grabbing and doing it, but i don't i can't think of anything this game's not new I mean, no. like four years now. I think it's coming up yeah. on its fourth year. Yeah, it's pretty unique. And in board games, four years is it, it's like dog years. Generation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, did you say it's a generation? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. So, anyhow, obviously, we're all pretty high on Spirit Island. Uh, for those of you who are still listening or, or watching, and you got all the way through our, uh, we're tired of colonialism, <laughs> and you are with us. This is your game to. to destroy the columnist uh, as we go through it's more but scare them off yeah yeah that's true <laughs> well m- maybe when i hey, let me tell you when i play the ocean oh the ocean there's no yeah. scare oh, yeah there's no scare yeah yeah no and when i when i play the one that has the animals yeah they're eating them i'm just oh <laughs> okay gotcha <laughs> oh, my, no. my, the tigers on my island have a taste for uh colonists let me gotcha. tell you um, it's awesome don't nobody come at me for uh colonist cruelty please <laughs> um thank you guys for t- taking the time to chat i know you were a bit over the time that you guys had no you're good oh, yeah. and Perfect. Uh, before i let you go what are your words of gaming wisdom hmm. my words of gaming wisdom i'm hoping one of you drops like some amazing bit of knowledge here Ooh, and the other one's pressure. like have fun yeah, I know. I was literally about to say that. Like, really, okay, really enjoy your time. It's valuable. Uh, Watch my, my channel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's okay if you get a rule wrong here and there, uh, but keep playing the game. Oh, yeah. Okay, I would go along the lines of like, uh, 
um, give everything or try everything once, I guess. Like, see, now I want to explain my whole thing. And I know this must be like a one-liner. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but something along the lines of, I know that there's a lot of games where people, there, there's almost like a barrier of entry because of like how complicated something looks or yeah. there's a lot of judging a book by its cover when the cover is maybe just like the idea of how complicated something is and just give it a try. Mm-hmm. Give it a try. Things are can be less, a lot less complicated than they seem. You're already at no if you don't try, right? There you go. There you You're go. already at no if you don't try. There's the... There's the poster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised Naveen didn't say, have a partner that will read the rules for you. Oh, you know, that's actually very big. Yes. <laughs> that's that's big. actually, let, let's cut that in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, so, yeah so I'm just going to kind of leave it with this quick question because about how much you guys like heavy games. Have you played Feudum? Yes. Yes. Recently. Very recently. Very recently. And we really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. We actually yeah. walked into it because we, we were taught the rules once before, like, when it first came out and, and did it like, take an hour to teach the rules it did oh it took the evening and then it we're did. like well we're not playing it so <laughs> yeah so we didn't even play it that night and after that we had this like it, this is whole thing about judging the book by its cover this yeah. is exactly what i mean we had this like idea of what it was going to be and it was this like thing looming over our head until somebody just forced us to play it and we really enjoyed it so yeah yeah it's, it's good so yeah. when are you going to have a playthrough on your channel tutorial Ah, I don't know. It's 27 hour filming for that. I know. Yeah, that would be long. Yeah, I don't know if they modify the board at two. Um, Yeah, that's the tough part. Do you enjoy it, by the way? I've never played it because it's just, I I just, everyone I know who's tried it, like, well, after 90 minutes of a rules explanation, like, oh my gosh. Yeah, that is a long. There's a lot to go through. And if it's one of those games where it's like, yeah, we'll just, you can't just be like, yeah, we'll just, we'll play and figure it out as we go along. It's like you have to formulate a plan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a planning game. Yeah, you got to yeah. be in. You got to yeah. be in. You got to know what the end. threats are because there's potential for threats. And mm-hmm. so if you don't know how to defend against the threats, then what are you doing? Kind of thing. Yeah. Then uh, you're so, yeah. going to be sitting there for hours. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's one of those it's things that reminds me that less total tangent I'll go on is uh, uh, do you guys know the game John Company? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, you know, it's a potentially also problematic game. Um, <laughs> but uh, they're coming out with a second edition. Who knows? But it's one of those very complicated, kind of convoluted sending your company out to trade and but we're all kind of working together because we can't have the company fail but we're all trying and it's we played it at a convention and this guy was teaching us the rules and there's like five of us and we're 40 minutes into this rules explanation Mm. and some random person comes like oh john company i've always wanted to play that and that bastard was like Oh, we can start over. Do you want to? Oh no! And and I, my buddy, like dragged me into trying to no. plan this. And I, he had a, a he has a, you know, a Apple Watch or whatever. And I texted him right away. I was like, no. if he says yes, I'm flipping this table and leaving. And my buddy's like, <laughs> covering his arms. <laughs> Thankfully, the guy was like, no, 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 no. I don't have time now. Oh, okay. But I just will never forget like the deep seated horror. Like, oh my god, we're gonna start this again. I don't want to be here anyway. Oh my god. <laughs> I know. But that's, I, I, that's 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 kind of my fear with Feudum is one, who am I gonna play? You gotta find people to play with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's you, gotta, you want you want somebody where it's like, oh, I'm experienced. I can I can guide us through this. Yes. Not all new at the table. Yeah. That would be that'd be tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But any event, thank you guys so very much for joining me. Everybody watching or listening, there will be a link to their channel down in the description. Check it out, subscribe, watch all their stuff, make comments, don't be trolls. <laughs> and thank you all so much for watching. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank, thank you. you. Thank Appreciate you for having it. us.
Yeah, I mean, I've been wanting to talk about it, but it's like you got to be ready to talk about that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes you know people just want to talk about bullcrap. Oh, that Where is adorable. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, oh. <laughs> yeah. We need to get a splitter one day. I know everyone uh, comments on it, and we're like, uh, <laughs> it works. It works. And you guys are also actually, you know, put your smiling faces on all of your videos, so <laughs> it's, a, it's a bit more. <laughs> yeah, I, I only I only put 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 this mug on every <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> 